BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. You're about to listen to a podcast full of wonder, excitement, and discovery. It's time for an adventure through Odyssey. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Adventures Through Odyssey podcast, Odyssey Revisited. I'm Will here with John, and welcome to October. I hope you enjoyed our October roundup episode. We haven't recorded it yet, so we're hoping it's good. We're starting off with choices. Lucy Cunningham Schultz is assigned to write a school report on evolution. This is such a fun... It's, again, it's like the whole, like, public schools, like, like, public schools bad, public schools teach evolution thing. Yes. First, I went to a Christian school, and I think they have to teach evolution in some regard. That's probably true. Like, I know, like... As a theory. Like, not in a bad way. But I've seen, like, some, like, like I guess I've just never seen, like, I haven't only gone to one Christian school in my life. I've seen how they taught evolution, and they definitely weren't, like, saying that, like, oh, evolution, like, that's how the world was created. But they talked about, like, the systematic, like, growth of evolution, of, like, things change over time, and that kind of stuff. And, but it is just funny that they were, she's so worried about it. And it's like, this isn't what you believe. It's like, you can, like... First, this whole, like, weird thing that, like, she has to write something for, like, the paper or for this magazine that's specifically this topic. Yeah. That seems kind of weird if she's like, oh, can't I, like, write a a dip? And, like, the teacher says something like, oh, like, um, the the teacher says something like, I wish you would have told me this, and you know, I I don't want you to write something that you're uncomfortable with. Right, but problematically, this. not every teacher will be that understanding. Right, I I kind of wonder if it would have been better or like more relatable had it been something like, and maybe like they were like, oh, this could be too hard, but like have something like it, it involve just a normal school project and she's like well i have to write this paper and i don't know how to write it because i don't actually believe in any of this which i guess like that would be part of me thinks that could be a more interesting storyline rather than this very like specific paper she has to write but then like it's also probably unrealistic that like for any like thing as a christian that you doubt in school you get permission to like 
write it from one perspective or another. You know, I don't know if most teachers would necessarily care. They're like, here's what the theories say. Here's what I believe. Like, yeah, I was about to say- that would actually upset them. Yeah, I do think this is a weird ending in that Lucy gets what she wants, but still gets to write the paper. I think it either needed to be Lucy either has to write the paper about evolution or not do it. But she at least won't get a failing yeah. grade. So. Right. It's such a, it's like such a weird setup. Yes. Everything. This is again one of those, I think focus on the family went a little too focus on the family on this one. Yeah. I mean, it's, like, an interesting topic, and I don't think it's, like, bad to, like, discuss it, like, discuss the elements of it, but it is just kind of, like, like, oh, it's a special paper, but if she doesn't write it, she fails. Yes. And it's just, like, okay, like, because oh. otherwise she would just say no. Like, that's right. the truth of it. it. Like, so they have to write it as this failing thing, but they're, like, well... If it was just a school assignment, there's not, like, any... It's not, like, even that big of stakes. Agreed. Instead, it, like, has to be a thing that other people are going to read. Yes. I would also like to point out, this is the uh, only appearance of Hal Cunningham on the show. Oh, yeah. I forgot about (laughs) that. Sad. Really sad. Lucy's dead. I don't think they actually called Hal in the episode, but it was added to the wiki post-mortem. I do think it's weird. She starts having, like, weird dreams of, like, wit and everyone saying, what's the big deal? Yeah, I agree. It is interesting that wit is not in this episode at all in a real sense. Yeah, like, I get, like, her friends saying, what's the big deal? Or even, like, her dad saying, like, I, like, like, I could even see her dad, like, talking to her and, like, saying, like, this doesn't necessarily compromise your faith. Right. But, like, it is a hard issue. I do think it's such a it's such a kind of formulated situation, though. Yes, it is. It's also even kind of overly dramatic to some extent with the episodes called Choices. Yes, I agree. I get in the late 80s, evolution in schools would have been a big topic. Yeah. What I find interesting is they don't really have anything to say about it. Right, the most, the most big thing is it's like she says to Zan, I believe that God created man, not that he formed from an amoeba. Yes. Which is a memorable line. I feel like they played it at like several, at like another episode's end or like in the in-between scenes of something. Right, I don't remember what episode it was, but there was an, an episode that ended with Chris like, here are some clips from other episodes where people had to make yeah. tough choices, which I don't know if that was because they were running short or what, but... Yeah. I mean, right, it's like, I think I think at this time, and it's to be focused on the family, I think they were scared to go too deep into a controversial topic, just kind of have this plaster like, oh, evolution bad, but they don't want to get into like the nitty gritty specifics. Like the Truth Chronicles gets a little more into it, like they have that evolution kind of episode, but it's so like post the fact. Yes, but that was also the first appearance of Odyssey favorite, Miss Adelaide. It's true. It's very, very true. Um, Because, like, I mean, the debate is... There's obviously people who very hold firmly to that debate. And, you know, I don't... But, like, now I feel like the debate is amongst Christians. 
Yes, about, I would like, agree. About like old Earth, young Earth, like theory. That's where I feel like it's. I mean, I'm this public school stuff still obviously happening, but like that's where I feel more tension is between like Christians arguing amongst each other what's correct. Right, I would agree with that. Which, what an interesting. They would never. I doubt they would do an Odyssey episode talking about like young Earth and old Earth. Because to be honest, the episode should end with be like, does it truly matter for one salvation? Whether God created everything in literally seven days or did it over thousands or millions of geological years building the earth with his guidance. Like it's like, but I doubt Odyssey would do that because I think there's a lot of people in their fan base who very strongly hold to the young earth theory. And I think parents who are involved in Odyssey would get upset. I would agree with that. No, I, I not that I'm I'm like saying one way's right or another. I'm just saying I think both ways have their merits, and I'm not going to call someone a bad Christian if they believe one thing over the other. Yes, but yeah. So I feel like this is kind of a classic in the sense that it gets brought up a lot, but I don't know if it's held up super well. Let's put it that way. Yeah. All right. I, I would agree with that. Okay. All right. Go ye therefore. Connie learns about evangelizing. So notably, Robert is the voice of Mitch, which is always a little distracting. <laughs> it's fair. I I mean, it's a long time. I always forget. Like, when I listen to it, it's like, oh, yeah, wait. Is that Mitch? I mean, and that's probably why you thought this episode was so much later than it is. Yeah, because it's like, oh, wait, has he been, like, involved in the Odyssey for that long, you know? True. Well, I mean, he is the voice of Rodney, I get... so. I always forget that, too. I always... <laughs> I mean, so, I always find evangelism a hard thing to talk about. I'll say this. I'm actually surprised that... I mean, focus on the family is very like evangelical, like evangelical evangelism focus. I'm kind of surprised they kind of threw shade at the pamphlets in the book and like the parks and like evangelizing in the park. I do agree. That is very interesting. Maybe they're you know, um, throwing shade about doing it the wrong way. I don't know. I think I think they're throwing shade about doing it the wrong way. I, I And I like how it ends, where it's like this very personal talk. Because, right, I think that's what it should be. It should be you connecting with people deeply on a deep level versus, like, pamphlets or, like, impersonal things. Yes. Or, like, doing things that are technically illegal. Yes, or vandalizing your mom's car. Yeah. Which is a funny scene, although, no, I guess I believe Connie at that age would do that. Yeah, I, I, 16-year-old, I, I totally believe yes. that's that. But I think this is a really good episode in that regard about what evangelism should be. It's just surprising that they kind of threw some shade at, like, some of the other, like, tactics that people would use. Yes, I, I agree. I, I very much agree with that. Now, one interesting thing about the end of this episode is when Connie talks to Cheryl about becoming a Christian, she lists all the themes of the episodes in this album. So... Because this is the final episode. 
I mean, it's nice. I think as a thing, then that's a good wrap up for the album. It is. And I don't need to sit us down. I guess the one thing I would say is Connie is not in a lot of these episodes. So why is she the one who gets to kind of recap the message? I think they just didn't want it to be wit. Well, that is true. I mean, like if it was 12 episodes about, you know, Connie's a new Christian, she's learning fundamentals about Christianity. Oh, that might get kind of boring. So... Well, but even if she was more, I could see that if that was the thing they were building to, even if it was like she interacted with kids learning those lessons. Yes. So, no. Oh, yeah. Anything else? First appearance of Coach Fred Zachary. (gasps) Fred Zachary. I know. Woo. So now, a fine episode, I guess a good wrap-up to Fundamentals. And on that note, how do we feel about these 12 episodes about the Fundamentals? So here's the thing. I think it could have done a better job making it obvious that it was a themed album. Yes. (laughs) Growing up. Like, even, like, saying, like, oh, I mean, like, in some respects, a lot of Odyssey episodes, have, like, talk about Christian fundamentals. This is true. Like, like basic Christian ideas. And so, I, I kind of wish it was a little more obvious, because I think it is a well-themed album. I think a lot of the episodes hit really well. I think even, like, the Evolution episode, you know, Choices we were talking about, is still a good episode. I think it just doesn't hold up as well you know, today, given, you know, different things that have happened in the world. I, and I do think now, like, knowing this is the end of the album, that kind of end speech works better. Yes. As, like, right, we're summarizing all the different elements. I do agree. I think this is one of the better lesson-themed albums. Like, Clanging Symbols, which is album 54, has to dedicate itself to basically one passage of scripture, and it gets a little contortion-y. Yeah. Yeah, I do. Like, I'm happy with like a broad thing, but you could even have Chris like in the first episode be like, the next few weeks or like the next few like in the coming episodes or this album, we're gonna look at Christian fundamentals and like right. the fundamentals of our faith. Right, and I don't need an episode. You know, the episodes tying themselves together. It was the '80s; they weren't gonna do that. I do wonder. Like, this feels like a the thing you listen to at the beginning of a Bible study, then sit down and discuss it. I feel like we just needed more of yeah. that. But I also get yeah. it. They wanted every episode to be able to sort of stand on its own. I totally agree. And I think most of them do. There's only a couple duds in this time around, so. Mm-hmm. Okay. The Return of Harley. That's when you thought he was gone. I know. The Return of Harley, parts one and two. Officer Harley returns to Odyssey and is caught up in a mystery involving bootleggers and hitting caves. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. 
Maryland only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. From issuance, please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. So, first, I, I always find it, I found it funny that they're just like, I came to take Steve Larson. They're like, Steve Larson's no longer lives here. Which is funny, I guess. Do you think that was a, like, the they couldn't get the voice actor back and didn't want to rehire him? Because instead we have Jack Davis, who's just, like, never, like, a character, like, like who never interacted with Har- Harley, did he? Not on screen, or on air. Uh, yes, I, I agree with this, that it's a little... Out of place. I also don't know why they wrote this episode. Did they think that last Harley episode was so much a redemption for the character they could bring him back? I actually kind of wonder, or if they were just like, I think the writers really liked Harley. You might be right. Like, I think they, I think maybe in part we wanted to give him a little more of a send off. It, it does feel bad because I, you know, they, they bring, you know, they had him, he was like one of, like, it was, it at the beginning, it was like Wit, Tom, and Harley. Right. And what's funny is Harley probably at this point had only been gone for like a year. Yeah, I think less than that. Or less. Yeah. And so, I, I, I like it, I like it for kind of what it is, it's kind of this like moment to like bring him back. When they probably still like feasibly could have, maybe this was like an Harley episode they had developed or had been developing when they decided to leave him, and they're like, "Oh, we could just have him come back to town." I don't disagree. It might also just be Will Ryan was still in the studio voicing Eugene, so they decided to give it another try, and maybe they just decided it wasn't worth it after this. I also wonder if what happened was. I'm sure, you know, they got Harley, people complaining about Harley, but I'm sure there were a ton of Harley fans. True. Who were like, where'd he go? Like, is he not going to get a better send-off than that? Like, he's gone. And they probably did this as kind of a happy medium, where Harley in this episode is very much more competent. Right. I, I, don't, I don't disagree with that. Uh, what else was there to say? I find it interesting that they... I was actually surprised they had enough to make this a two-part episode. I get because it's called The Return of Harley. But, you know, because the remake's a one-parter, and I think the remake plays it a lot better. Yeah, the remake's definitely more snappy, more, like, engaging and thrilling. I mean, they're, they you know, they add some stuff here. You know, they have the guys actually, like, come confront him in his backyard. Oh, yeah. Which is, maybe they... T- but it's also... They probably took that out because it was too scary. I know, that's pretty scary. And it's like, like, you better make sure no one believes your story. And it's like, no one does believe my story. Like, it's just kind of like a weird hammering at home. I would agree. Sort of thing. I would concur with that. But yeah, a good episode. We'll talk about it again when we come to The Boy Who Cried Destructo. It's solid. All right. Yeah, it's like... It's fine. Was it worth the big, the big kind of deal of this is like the return or like, because in some respects, um, 
the end of I forget what's the last Har- Harley episode before this? The one where the kid the gets lost. It. It, it's called Harley Takes the Case. Yeah. The, yeah. That, in some respects, is a good end to Harley. And I feel like in this way, it's just a little... It does... Look, I, it does... I get people like, oh, you're just going to end it like that. Like, we want him to come back. But I feel like it would have been better to have maybe a one-part episode. Or even if it's Wit visiting Harley or something, if you were going to do that. Yes. Oh, um. yeah. All right. Moving on to one of the more interesting episodes in Odyssey canon, An Encounter with Miss Hooper. Donna is assigned by her church group to befriend grumpy old Miss Hooper at the nursing home. Again, Will, you're being corrected. A Donna episode without the Barkley. Well, the trivia page has this. This is the only Donna-centric episode in the series with Donna serving as a protagonist without any of her family being present or even mentioned. Fair. Very fair. So... Um... I... I, okay, so let me say this. I think it's really good to take um, Sunday's, like, children to a an retirement home. I think it can brighten the retirement home's people. It's very interesting. They're, like, very specifically, like, we're assigning you to specific people. And Wit, knowing who Mrs. Hooper is, was like, yes, interact with this kid. Or at least not having an adult like, in the room. I'm going to assign a kid to her. Yeah, like, if it had been an adult or, like, a teenager, like like, someone, like, I almost feel like this episode could be better with Connie. Yes. Where it's like whipping like, hey, I have this like hard, like this person I know is a little more difficult and I'm going to have you do it, Connie, because I think you can do it. I think that it would have maybe worked a little better in that regard. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I do think Wit saw something because Wit, like, encourages her to go again and encourages her to, like, continue to interact with it. Um, but it is, it feels like a lot to put on, presumably, a middle schooler. I would agree. I would agree. I mean, Donna does a very especially good job, but... I, eh. Especially because I don't know if the other people are visiting... Or, like, revisiting these people at the nursing home. It just seems like it's just Donna going to visit again. I think it might be part of Donna's stubbornness, which is semi-part of her character. Mm-hmm. But there is a lot of... And this is why I think it's interesting. There's a lot of continuity in this episode. This is technically the first appearance of Richard Maxwell, who might have been Rachel's sister from the earring episode. Yeah. Which is interesting. And, because this episode was in album six for the longest time, and featured Richard Maxwell, because, you know, they could only do 12 episodes on cassette, so, I would have just shifted, I don't know what you would have shifted, we'll have to figure that one out, but. Now, I will say this. I think the ending's great. I know I'm complaining about, like, the setup, I think the ending's, like, legitimate. Yes. No, I think that's handled really well. I think it's really... I think the stuff with her husband dying and her daughter Ab- and, like, the connection. I think it's really good. Absolutely. I'd even dare say it goes into the classic territory. Okay. Well, I feel like Mrs. Hooper is just, like, a a character that's, like, memorable. Right. 
like I remembered Mrs. I mean, of course, the episode's called An Encounter with Mrs. Hooper, but it it feels like they developed a really good character, like one off character, and that's why. Oh yeah, I think it could be considered a classic. I would agree with that. Mm-hmm. So, okay, we're kicking it off. Last episode of this episode, by the way, a bite of applesauce against Wit's orders. Connie and Eugene tamper with a secret computer room, and the mysterious program applesauce is unleashed. Now, I will say this: this definitely is kind of the first step. I mean, there, there's the spy episode, which is kind of this like branching out, but like the kind of the first episode where it's like, oh, Wit is like more than he's like kind of sees. Yes. Like it obviously there's a lot in this episode to talk about. But like it's like a like oh he's like seems to be working for like the government or like which I guess isn't specifically said in this episode, is it? it? I, I think he said he was building the program for something secret, but that was all we knew. Yeah. Um But it, it, it is kind of this like branching out like oh Odyssey can go like very interesting places. Oh yeah. I think it's a very interesting kind of retelling of the Adam and Eve story. True. I I agree. I think it's a good way to do it because I feel like every Bible kids go into the Bible story show never knew what to do with Adam and Eve because it's going to be weird if the kids are there. Yeah. What? And it does it well because it kind of like emphasizes like the breach of trust and the breach of like and, like, the disobedience, and it, like, makes it more, like, tangible. Yes. Like, it's, like, I feel like you hear the Adam and Eve story, and it's like, oh, they had one thing they couldn't do. It's like, they they weren't supposed to eat the apple. But it kind of shows, like, how easy that kind of can happen. I would agree. Like, this temptation, this disobedience. Oh, yeah. It It does seem dumb. For him to tell Eugene, but not tell Connie. Yes, this does kind of begin the running gag of Connie's always the last person to know anything. Well, because I get it's, like, technically, like, military secrets, and she is a high school student, but also just be like, oh, I'm working on, like, a... Yes. On, like, a... On a thing back here. And I feel like even, like, mentioning, like, they keep mentioning, like, applesauce, and they, well, and why did he even put applesauce in this system? I don't know. Because they're like, oh, like, it's like, you, he's like to Eugene, you shouldn't touch that. And, like, Eugene's like, oh, like, it's like, uh, only concerns, like, certain people. It's just like, why even have it on the system at all? I mean, maybe it's, like, the only way you could get it to work. But it for such a valuable program, it seems pretty intense. I would agree. I would also say this is kind of a shocking ending for Odyssey up to this point, where they just get fired and we're leaving it at that for at least a little while. Yeah. Stunned. Because well, this is actually something we'll get back Stunned. This is something we'll get back to later. Like Connie Goes to Camp was available in a lot of compilation packs and like activity book sets, and it mentioned she was fired and because that episode isn't actually included in the Blacker Chronicles listing, which is weird, because that's why Lucy... that The reason Lucy's mad at Connie is set up in there, so... Yeah, it seems... 
it, this and like the camp episode seems very Blackheart Saga. Well, this is like you would be slightly. This confused. is listed as part of the Blackheart Saga. Just the camp episode isn't, which surprises me. Maybe the maybe it's more so they could have it's for like the CD release. Is it's like hard to put in a two part camp? Oh, that's episode. possible too. I mean, you can go off without knowing the camp episode, but it is kind of like Connie coming back and like making that like thing right. Yes. You know? It is interesting when we talk about like how, why Wit hires him back, like the context. Agreed. Like what he wants, he just also wants them to like realize of like of, like, the harsh consequences of doing these yes, things. Yes, and then they get hired back. I don't know. There's part of that wishes. I don't want to say didn't get hired back, but maybe th- this was more of a radical change for the continuity of the show. Yeah, but then it would have been hard, especially at that point. You kind of just want... I mean, in the context of it, I'm, like, looking far ahead until they get rehired. Yeah. You know, um... You know, Eugene gets hired three episodes later. Yes. And then, does Connie get hired back four episodes I think later? it's a little further down the road, because there's a couple episodes in between some of this stuff. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to... I'm, I'm trying to remember when... When it happens. Is it Nemesis Part 2? It might two? be. I think it is. I think it's five episodes yeah. later. It's literally Connie goes to camp, Eugene's Dilemma, and then the Nemesis Part right. 2. Because so, doesn't the Tom Riley's farm... That happens in the battle, I think. So we'll, we'll have okay. to keep an eye on that. But you are right. There's just all... I, I need, we're going to re-listen to this, obviously, in the coming weeks. What's interesting to me on the wiki is they mentioned the books expand upon this story, so I might have to get those books and just see what they add to it. Because now yeah. I'm just curious. But I think, unless you have anything else to say... I, I think we've covered a lot. I think it's, I mean, yeah. a classic. I gotta say the classic line. When classics Yes, up, it, it is... I would agree um, with you, though. It's both the turning point for Wit as, like, a character in terms of, like, what was he, a secret agent, da 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 It is also the... I don't want to... Because obvi- obviously Odyssey got weird with that Last Great Adventure of Summer episode, but this is the first time they really start committing to some lesser slice-of-life stories. Yeah. I I will say, I guess I'm slightly in my head surprised that Connie just flat-out pushed the button... I mean, Eugene kind of just said it's, like, this secretive yes. thing. Like, and, like, pretended like he kind of knew what it was. Right. I feel like, I'm surprised Connie didn't just go ask Mr. Whitaker. Like, why didn't you, why didn't you talk about, like, Oh, yeah, this, you know? definitely. I mean, I guess, I feel like the whole thing would have been better had Whit told Connie. And I feel like. That's part of my issue with it. It's like, that's a core thing that they should have just done. She, he right. should have I, I would agree with that. Because I think part of the temptation came from the fact is that Eugene knew about this and Witt didn't want to tell Connie. True. And we'll, we'll see. We'll talk about the ramifications of that later as we dive deeper. So in next week, we'll start Blackheart officially in what I think is... A very interesting decision for their story arc, which we'll get back to, because I'm looking at the calendar right now. 
So, I'm Will. Yeah. We'll see you next time. I'm John. <laughs>